0: Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. All right, so uh, here we are again. I'm Brad Wiseman from Keller Williams Platinum Realty. And uh, i got a really special guest on the line here. Uh, obviously, you're listening to Real Estate New. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is COVID-19 and where we are with getting real estate back in business and being able to show home. So um, on the phone, I've got uh, the one and only PA State House of Representatives, Jim's, Jim Cox. So uh, Jim, how you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well, all things considered, Brad. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, no problem. No problem. And I want to say thanks to you. You've been a a wealth of knowledge through this whole thing for me. And uh, I've been kind of taking this by the bull by the horns and um, pushing, trying to push to get us back to showing homes. And I know you've been there uh, helping me do that too. So I I just want to say thank you for that. You're a great state representative.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you.
0: So right off the bat, I want to talk about the um, at the Senate Bill 613, which I guess is is what's the, the hot topic right now. Tell me where we are with that and um, let me know your thoughts and where things are going.
1: Well, Senate Bill 613, um, like many things that are being passed right now, many pieces of legislation, uh, the original bill uh, that has come over to the House or bills that have gone over to the Senate, Many bills are being looked at to say, how can we get something to the governor's desk quickly? Senate Bill 613 is a perfect example of that. Uh, the The origin of the bill is something that most of us have even forgotten what the original purpose was, but we uh, were able to amend that uh, to include uh, some guidelines. Uh, there's a uh, there's some guidance out there called the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Uh they provided guidance on essential critical infrastructure. And so with that, uh, they've included things like uh, the ability of realtors to, uh, to sell properties and to complete transactions and so forth, uh, as well as many other businesses. And so uh, our governor, unfortunately is looking at the prior version 1.1 uh, and is ignoring version 2.0, which includes the, uh, the very things I talked about expanding and allowing real estate to uh, to function not on its usual uh, usual path, but allowing for a lot of these things to occur, such as the uh, the, the closings and uh, even allowing in some instances the showing yeah, of, of the yeah. homes. So it's it's a common sense approach we believe, and the and the uh, when you've got a, an entire agency looking at what's considered essential, what's considered uh, necessary. And they're advising, and you've got a governor ignoring it, you've got to wonder uh, you've got to wonder about the motives there so
0: yeah, and that's that's the part that gets me too. you know I, and also, you know Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, all the surrounding states around us have are, are, are doing uh, are, are considering real estate as essential, and they're able to do their business in a limited capacity, of course, but they're able to do it safely and and is, is that true or no?
1: I can't tell you. you I wish I had a list. I've been looking for a list for the last few days. Uh, We've been getting a number of questions, people asking that same thing, how many other states do it? Uh, But what we are confident of is that our surrounding states, New York, Maryland, uh, New Jersey, many of them, Ohio, West Virginia, many of them are looking and uh, they're following version 2.0, which was released on March 28th. um, And they're not, they're not ignoring. I think the only state that I've heard about in a big way that's ignoring the, the, uh, more recent version, uh, I think the only state that's doing that is Michigan and the governor there, she's following version 1.0. And, you know, based on the, uh, tens of, uh, you know, the thousands of cars circling the Capitol yesterday, I don't think <laughs> yes. the people of Michigan are too happy with her.
0: No, I don't think so either. And I did see that. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't think we're far from that. I, I really, I don't think we're far from that. There's a lot of, um stuff going on on Facebook right now where they're saying about marching in Harrisburg and and doing something you know close to that and and this is what happens you know pe- we're a free society you know people will eventually get to a point where you know they will stand up uh, for what they feel are their rights and the, and the right thing to do so 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 what you're let me just recap so what you're saying is the governor is completely um ignoring what basically homeland security or the CISA the the CIS I believe it is, what they're saying.
1: That is an agency within the Department of Homeland Security. So these are the people that are charged with keeping America safe uh, from uh, you know outside terrorism, obviously, but also keeping us moving so that we have the infrastructure we need in place uh, in the event of, of something big happening like this. And so they have said, look, these things need to keep moving. People right. need shelter. People need to be able to, uh, you know, these financial transactions need to be able to continue uh, for the health of the individual, the health of the economy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and we, we've we come up with a proposal. I'm very involved with um, pushing, you know, a proposal through right now in a petition. And I think you've seen it where basically we're not saying we want to go back to business as as it was, you know, back in February. We want to be able to go back to business and be safe. We want our clients to be safe. We want sellers and buyers to be safe during during a tra- transaction. So it's not, our business will not look anything like it did in February or January. It's going to look a lot different. And I think actually it's a lot different than if you go into, and I'm not trying to bust on grocery stores or anything like that, but there's a lot of places right now that I think you're at much more risk than you would be as a single buyer going into a home with gloves, mask, and, and shoe coverings on, uh, and then coming back out, and then we don't even shake hands or anything. And they say, you know what, we want to buy it. Then the rest of the, everything I else, I, everything else I do is virtual. You know, it's all done right. online. You
1: can, you can do everything, yeah, right up until the signing, and then you can create another setting again that's very, uh, very stable and very safe, where uh, you know two people in a room. It's actually not even that. Joining room.
0: Believe it or not, that's we're doing. Not even had to do with that. We're doing parking lot settlements right now. Um, What we're doing, we're doing parking lot settlements. So basically the the, uh, settlement coordinator or the settlement rep will go from car to car uh she's wearing mask and gloves um and she hands the paperwork they bring their own pen they there's there's that's what we're that's what we're doing right now and that's the only way we can do it right now so you know the biggest thing for us jim is actually just not being able to get inside a house both inspectors appraisers and realtors at some point through the transaction have to enter the house with with the buyer or you know so that's really the biggest thing um most of that, everything else can be done virtually or in the parking lot
1: well, I, I fully agree, and uh, there there are others like like you. Uh, Representative Todd Polenchok has recently introduced a bill, House Bill 2412. Uh, you'll definitely want to put that on the radar of, of those who are concerned about this issue. Um, his, his legislation essentially uh, says uh, we're going to require the Secretary of the Department of Community and Economic Development to issue a waiver, to all real estate-related activities that can adhere to social distancing practices and other mitigation measures defined by CDC, um, it's it's very simple. It's very straightforward. Yeah, and uh, you know we're, we're seeing that uh, you know some of these some of these most uh, most affected states. I mean, you, you mentioned New New uh, New York. Mm-hmm. We yeah. all are hearing about how impacted New York is by uh, by the coronavirus and. Uh, even with that, they have not gone into panic mode and locked down uh, to the extent of saying you can't continue with a very safe practice. Social distancing practices like you just described are, are, are very easy to accomplish uh, yeah. in the real yeah. estate world. Um, half of them are seemingly in place already. I've been shown homes um, you know, in, in prior years. Uh, the real estate agent walks in the house and says, okay, you know, here's the layout. Take a look around. I'm going to stay here and stay out of your hair. You and your wife talk about it. And so there's, there's a almost a natural social distancing built into the very showing of a home um, Definitely. and yeah. following the other measures you mentioned is, is very possible. So uh, representative Polenchok's uh, legislation that's been introduced um, there are I will say this, the legislature is very much behind this. Uh, I can't speak for the other side of the aisle. Republican yeah. uh, members have been, uh, we, we've been shouting about this for, for weeks. Yeah. And, um, we, we tried to do something with Senate bill 613, found out late last night, the governor is likely to, to veto it. Mm-hmm. Um, so our work there, uh, he'll likely veto 20, uh, twenty four twelve. And so when you talk about people, uh, getting frustrated and, and, uh, Heading to the capital to to show their uh, their lack of trust for our governor. That's certainly something that uh, I, I'm all behind. I'm all behind that. That is, yeah. that and, is something and I, that's very needed, they need and it might have
0: to happen. It it might have to happen because you know it gets to a point where if you can't be heard and if nobody's listening, you, you got to make a physical presence. You know, you, you're going to have to show up in, in physical presence and and show the governor hopefully that we take this very serious. And and I got to tell you, there's going to be a lot of other small businesses, Jim, besides ourselves. That I mean, I'm just seeing on Facebook, people people are getting to a point where. It's not going to be pretty anymore. and 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 one of the things I just heard this morning, I did file for the PPP for myself because I pay myself through an LLC. And I did not get um, my approval yet, but it's coming. but I'm hearing that that has dried up already
1: and And that is I think one of the reasons why the President is looking to uh, to get Congress to push some additional funding out. Um, and so that's that I know is part of the discussion now on the federal level. To say, hey, people, people need this. People, uh, they they see the uh, the value in this, and so uh, it has been such a successful approach. They want to make sure it's more available, uh, so they're hoping to get more funding into it. So, uh, hopefully, that effort will continue and be successful on the on the federal level.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so too. So here's my thing. So, um, so this doesn't the next bill doesn't pass SB six thirteen doesn't pass. Um, Does anybody have any kind of an inkling that maybe in the back of Wolf's mind that he is thinking that as of April 30th, because that's kind of where we are right now, we're still on, we're still kind of riding that April 30th deadline or um, shutdown uh, date. Is there any thought that maybe the reason he's going to veto these things is because he doesn't want to do anything before April 30th? You know, because my thing is this. You know, I'm okay with till April 30th. I've kind of in my mind and, and everybody I've talked to that I'm working on with this petition that I have going out there, everybody pretty much has said the same thing. Look, we're good till April 30th. We we can survive. We can make this work till April 30th. We kind of have, have it set up for that already. What is there something that maybe he has in his mind that he's going to start off that we are going to be able to go back, back out on May 1st.
1: Um, I, I have thought that, um, my wife and I, and, and, uh, you know, other other friends that I've interacted with uh, via phone or text, keeping my social distancing. Sure, sure absolutely. <laughs> uh, we we've kind of you know bantered this about you know what what is he thinking, and the the weird thing is it's it's hard to say what he's thinking. Um, I've I've got problems with the way he's governing, or or as the case may be, not governing. Uh, if you were to call the governor's phone phone line. Uh, 717-787-2500, which is a number I think I gave yeah, you, yeah, uh, you gave it to some me. time ago and said, yep. Hey, call and make your, make your voices known. yep uh, I'm not sure when it happened, but at some point they transitioned to that over and anybody who calls that number now, they get a message that says, um, you're, you're now going to be redirected to the department of health. Wow. Uh, so it seems for almost all intents and purposes, he's abdicated his role as governor and said, well, ah, secretary Levine's got this and I'm going to follow her lead. Uh, wow. That's further evidence by what we saw issued last night. Uh, yesterday, you might have seen this by now. Uh, the Secretary of Health, no governor's signature on it anywhere. No mention of the governor, I don't think, at all, even in the in the order. Right. Uh, but it basically says if you're going to go into a store, uh, the the order was directed more toward uh, in in person contacts uh, for any businesses, any business that is allowed to operate under the uh, under the order, the prior orders. They are now being told, you have to make sure customers are wearing masks before you can let them in. Wow!
0: Yeah. So, so and
1: you have to have all your employees wear them. I mean, it's it yeah. is a it is a comprehensive five page, overreaching, in my opinion, uh, of the Secretary of Health's authority. Remember, Secretary of Health is not elected. It's appointed. They, uh, this is an appointed position. Yep. Uh, and the governor is not doing anything to, to temper that. The governor's basically said, run with it. I trust your judgment in full. Uh, so we've got a secretary of health whose expertise is in uh, child psychology and eating disorders. Uh, yeah. And somehow she's an uh, an expert on uh, epidemiology and the other the other things that are necessary to make these types of decisions. Yeah. All while ignoring the experts in Washington who are telling us, there are reasonable steps that can be taken to allow these activities to occur.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, you know, the thing that I see is there's, there's the health of people, which is absolutely first and foremost. And and I agree with that. Um, but here's my, the thing I've been saying all along, and then we're going to have to wrap this up. The thing I've been saying is what is the litmus test? What is the, what is the goal for this that you can say, okay, once we hit this level or once we hit this, we can go back to business or once we hit this, we can, we can go back to business with wearing masks and gloves. What, what is the goal? I'm a goal oriented person. So I need to have some kind of a, of a, of a level of knowing, okay, what are you looking for? Is it no people with this? Is it a thousand people can have it? Is it 4,000 people can have it? Because the way I look at it, until we have a cure for this, it's not going to go away. So if if we're waiting for a cure, waiting for it to be down to zero, none of us will be back to work until you know 2021. Um, so that's that's my thing that that I think it, I think just more transparency from the governor's office to say, hey, here's what we're looking for this to get to. Once we get to this, then we can start talking about getting back to work. What you know is that something we, that is being discussed?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The general assembly, uh, myself, and others. Uh, have called on the governor and the secretary of health both to say, what does it need to look like before these restrictions can start being uh, slowly pulled back? We understand it can't be a binary switch or like a light switch where suddenly everything's Definitely back not. to normal. Right. But like you said, give us some light at the end of the tunnel. Tell us, look, uh, when a county's, and, and this is what we're advocating for at this point, when a county's uh, uh, new case level uh, drops below a certain level, you know, whether it's fewer than, Five new cases a day, ten new cases a day, whatever. Give us something that says, yeah, yeah. "What is the standard for when a county can be reopened?" There are some counties that never even got above a handful of cases. Yeah. Um, Out west, it, it, it's it's absolutely crazy. Exactly, some of the more rural counties yeah. where they have more trees than people, yeah, uh, they've literally uh, not not gotten very many cases at all, and yet they're under the same uh, intense restrictions as we are. Uh, so it doesn't really make sense. It, it's even, it's even counter to what they how they handled things back in the the Spanish flu days and like nineteen seventeen nineteen eighteen. Yeah, uh, where they quarantined specific areas where the actual uh, pandemic was occurring. We have this blanket policy. It doesn't make sense, and it needs to be peeled back. Um, the problem has been, Brad. If you watch the, the press conferences, yeah. Uh, given by either the governor or the yep. secretary of health been watching them they are they are canned they are canned questions you as the member of the press or we even when we have calls we have a call this afternoon with the department of health uh the general assembly does yeah we have to submit our questions by one thirty for a three uh, o'clock uh phone call
0: oh interesting
1: there there is no dynamic where we can act uh, ask live questions and ask a follow-up question none of that it is and the press is handled the same way so uh, i am not sure why the press isn't squawking we are squawking we're trying to get live interaction with the people making these decisions but to date they've they've rejected it and said this is how it's going to be handled uh we are going to to have uh canned questions if you will i've sent questions in each of the last three times uh not once has my question been been answered and my question is what you just described what do we need to do to get yeah. out of this? Yeah, and exactly. They ignore my question and answer other fluffy bunny questions because uh, it goes along with their, their maintaining of control. And I and I honestly think that's what it's about. Maybe my tinfoil hat speaking, <laughs> but I think it's about control. Uh, I got fortunate
0: Well, I got to tell you, I I want to thank you personally for what you're doing and 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 you know the the work that you're doing up at the state Capitol and helping us out here, because it's, it's definitely um, something that I've been telling a lot of people about that you've been helping out. And I, I do appreciate it. And um, we just got done talking to state representative Jim Cox, Jim, thank you so much for doing what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And uh, I'll continue to, uh, to try to represent the interests of uh, my constituents like you and, and those, uh, those of
0: your neighbors awesome thanks a lot man good luck keep the fight thank you all right you have it right there that was Jim Cox the PA State House of Representatives Jim Cox and uh, he's working real hard to uh, get real estate back to some sort of business we're not looking to do exactly what we always do we're looking to show homes and, and help people that really really need to find a house or sell a house so um Until next time, my name is Brad Wiseman, Keller Williams Platinum Realty, and you're listening to Real Estate and You. We'll see you soon.